Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood host and producer of Music Box, Malik. I just want to stop real quick before we got into the episode and tell you about this really cool thing that's happening if you're located in New York City, like I am. Fun little fact if you didn't know that. This Wednesday, yep, this Wednesday, September 21st at 7 p.m., the New York Public Radio will be having its annual fundraising event, which is also celebrating the 40-year anniversary of New Sounds with John Schaefer. If you don't know what New Sounds is, it's an amazing genre-bending show that's highlighted a ton of amazing musicians for nearly four decades, if you didn't get that part, that airs every night at 11 p.m. on 93.9 FM or WMYC.org. There's a ton of live music from some really amazing acts, including a DJ set. And also, if you're looking to spice up your night, you can also do a VIP package with bowling rentals with WNYC hosts as well. And you get to hang out and mingle with on-air and podcast talent hosts and producers. And speaking of that, no, I don't work at WNYC, but... I'm going to be there. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can say hi to me as well. It's a really fun night and it's all going to support the great cause of public radio. I started my career in the audio space working in college radio, and it's so necessary to have these spaces for people to be able to highlight acts who are putting in the time making their dues and just need the audience to support them and shout out now and highlight them. It, it works wonders. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best way you can do that and support not just musicians, but also the people who are doing the work to find them and bring them to your ears. So it's so necessary and so important. So while it's all fun that you get to hear music and it's fun that we're bowling, it is here for a deeper, amazing, enriching reason. So I hope you make it out there. And I hope to see you there. You can find more details about the whole event at newsounds.org. Full lineup, details on ticket pricing, along with the VIP package, everything you need to know. And with all that being said, I hope to see you there. But enough of me talking. And let's get you on to the episode, which is more of me talking. See you later. Hello and welcome to Music Box. Right now, my name is Malik Gill, and right now I'm hanging out with... GFM, how's it going? We're good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, we just talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but all of you must seem very, very tired. It's been like five days since you all started tour. Yeah, this is, or maybe it's the this is the sixth day because it's our off day today. Yeah. So it's we the just sixth day of uh, doing band stuff, but we also are in college, so yeah, doing school band stuff, editing. We just we've been going ever since. <laughs> Okay, that that is wild. But um, before we get too deep, um, since it's podcast land and people can't see, um, can you say who you are, everybody, and then also what you do for the band? For sure. Um, so I guess we'll go left to right for where we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm CJ. I play guitar. I'm Lulu. I'm the drummer. I'm Maggie, and I play bass. Oh, and now that we got that out of the way. I want to circle back to that. You you're doing like a tour and college right now. How are you balancing that? Because it seems wild <laughs> there's a lot of late nights staying up and yeah. like trying to get papers done or like projects done and a lot of emailing teachers being like hey i'm on the road i don't have access to this am i able to like change it and do this but a lot of the time they're very um, understanding and like will help you through that but yeah it's a lot of late nights and a lot of uh rushing to get things done oh but... lord yeah like we were trying to do like some reading for our work but since we were up late last night waiting for like the show to be done like we're falling asleep like reading i was like wake yourself up wake yourself up <laughs> yeah i wow i mean 
well, if it's too much, don't worry about saying it. But like, what are you guys going to school for? I'm going to school for graphic design and nutrition. Um, I'm actually dual enrolling. So I uh, graduated from high school before we left for tour. Um, I just got it done early. And so now I just have um, a few courses to finish up for this semester and I'll be done. And then and then I'm going to I've I graduated last year from college with my bachelor's in crisis counseling. And so I'm going back for my master's right now in the same uh, like it's called same major. <laughs> cool. And then I actually graduated um, with Maggie in this past December. So I just graduated my bachelor's degree. I didn't want to go back for my master's or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but I was like, I'm done. I'm free. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have a, I went to school for journalism and that is enough for me. I did four years and did my time in the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I took one journaling class. I needed, um, like, I guess just an extra class and stuff. And those classes are hard. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Like, like, I love journaling, like, the whole, like, interviewing process and writing articles about it. But it was difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's the wild thing. I mean, we can get real meta about, like, interviewing real quick. But it's also, like, you don't want to, especially if you're, like, talking to, like, bands or people who are doing things. Like, the last thing you want to say is, like, hello, person, like, is spending their time talking to me. I have done no research about you. Tell me everything I need to know and just, I don't know, like, I will, like, you want to respect, like, the people's time that you're talking to, so I completely get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to kind of go in switching from school, because we can't talk about this the entire interview, I'd feel horrible, um, to touring with Fozzie. I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit, but, like, I mean, how's it going? How are you feeling? And how did you get on this tour to begin with it's a really funny story and uh we were playing what was it rot days, rot days and uh it was really like it was storming and so we were all kind of scrambling but it was such a fun festival and there's actually it was a sausage festival because we were in wisconsin like so a, oh, like a broad <laughs> sausage it's so random but it was such a good show and uh, so Fozzie was going to headline that show. And uh, so we were playing and they were sit standing side stage and we didn't realize at first. And Maggie looks over and she's like, oh, my word, Chris Jericho's right there and the rest of the band. Yeah, P I know I saw PJ and Richie and I think Billy might have been there, too. Yeah, I just I remember seeing the long hair and the beanie and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness, I know exactly who they are. And so we we're like, that's really cool. And after we finished playing, we were at the merch table and our mom runs over and she's like, girls, we need, she's like, I need you for five minutes and then we can come back. And we're like, but we want to talk to everyone. She's like, no, you don't understand. And we're like, okay. And we tell it around, we'll be right back. And so we went backstage and Chris was there and he was like, hey guys, we're like, oh my word, hello. And uh, he was like, well, let's stay in contact. You know, like what everyone says, we're like, oh, for sure, totally. And then a couple weeks later, we get a call and um, their booking manager was like, hey, would you like to go on tour with Fozzie? Chris really wants uh, to bring you guys out. And we were like, uh, for sure, yes, totally. And um, that's how we are right now. <laughs> and we're just super grateful for the opportunity that um, uh, Chris is allowing us to jump on the tour. Yeah, and it's been so surreal because this is our first tour with a tour bus. And like, it's our first like back to back to back shows that we've been playing and the crowds have been crazy. And it's just been like a super surreal experience. That has to be surreal. I mean, what was the biggest thing to adjust to from going from like 
doing it very like very DIY to like having a tour bus supporting this like huge band and like going from there um I think just the like kind of easiness of it all because you know when you're doing it DIY and touring in a a van and everything it's very much like you don't have people to help you like on this tour we've been able to bring out people to help us load in people to help us like tech and stuff on stage we brought a sound guy out we brought um we have our official team gfm traveling um group with us yeah and so it's (laughs) been a lot easier because we've been able to have this whole crew of people help us um but it is a kind of weird because you know you're used to doing everything and so you go to do stuff and it's already done you're like oh what do i do now (laughs) that's true is it easy to kind of like let go of that control and be like okay you guys can do it you got this Honestly, when you trust the people you have out, it is. I think it also helps because we know the people that we brought out and we have friendships with all of them. So it's not like you're just trusting random people with your equipment or like merch or your sound. It's people that you respect. And like, especially our sound man, we've worked with him before and he's so nice. And he actually like his sole purpose is to make us sound good. And he's going to work like his butt off until he gets to the point where he is satisfied with what it sounds like. So when you know you have hard workers on the road and you know that they know your equipment as much as you do, sometimes even more, like it is very reassuring to have those people. And especially because we are friends with them so we can have open conversations. Like it's not a, oh, am I going to like hurt their feelings if I say this? It's just a like, hey, like this is what happened, this, this. And um, it's really fun to have them as well as just like, it is fun to have friends on the road and yeah, just have that kind of like an extra family with you. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I want to shift over a little bit. So we've been talking a little bit about going on tour and being on tour, but the same day y'all went and started out on tour, you also released the title track for your new EP, Framing My Perception. I mean, how do you feel about the reception that song's been getting? I mean, I've listened to it. I have been listening to it all day long and I absolutely love it. I mean, oh my that, that and I'm not, Bones, oh, oh my God. God. Bones was the first one I listened to and like, it's still up there from favorites. I mean, I know we got to talk about Free My Perceptions, but I want to give a little shout out to Bones because that, I love that one. Um, but yeah, reception to Free My Perception. Yeah, um, so definitely is one of those things where we were writing it and we wanted it to be not only a reminder to our listeners, but to ourselves to, you know, take a step back in those difficult times in your life and in those times where it seems like, like everything is just being thrown on you and just taking a step back and looking at it from a different point of view and reevaluating it, choosing to see the positive side of things. And, you know, that, that choice is going to make life so much better for you. And it's helped us create such a more positive outlook on our own life and it's helped our mental health tremendously and that's something we wanted to put into our music and it is like the lightest song on that on the upcoming ep that we have and we kind of wanted it to be that like kind of calming and like atmospheric song and just reminding everybody to take a second and like breathe and you know, then, like, after you listen to that song, you can go listen to, like, the brutal, like, heaviness of, like, the rest of the album and stuff, um, but, you know, this is just your, your chance to take a second, breathe, relax, and, like, get calm again, and, you know, reevaluate and refocus and recenter yourself. Absolutely. So, I mean, 
thematically, I know you said for, like sound wise, it's a little bit of a depart- departure from like the rest of the EP. But in, like thematically, is it kind of similar? Like, what are other themes you're touching on throughout the rest of the EP? Yeah, so a lot of the EP is on learning how to reframe how you see a lot of things and how you see certain relationships. And, you know, they tackle uh, familial relationships and relationships with people who have become toxic in your life or um, just learning to stand up for yourself and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just all reframing the way you see things and choosing it to see it in a way that empowers you and where you can take control of the situation and, you know, make something better out of it. And so it's, that's kind of the whole theme of this new upcoming EP. And that's all the songs are kind of scheduled, not scheduled. They're like uh, <laughs> themed around. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, like, but like, especially that like idea of like having that perception and going for things and believing, I mean, I wanted to ask, I mean, how hard is that to, cause, I mean, it's it's one thing to go through that journey, but then also to go through that journey yourself and then also go in and ha- and then write it as a series of songs. I mean, how was that process like personally and then transitioning over? It definitely, writing music, we always like to let people know that we use our music as kind of a diary of a sort of way. And you know, we use it to express ourselves and to express the situations that we've been through and stuff that our fans have told us as well. And so sometimes when you're writing it, it can become very personal. And it's more often than like being difficult for us, it's been just like a way to release a bunch of negative emotions or positive emotions. And just it's been such a big release for us. And I think that's the most important thing that makes our music so personal is because it it is stuff that we've gone through ourselves and it's things that we're still working through. And I think being vulnerable and open with that has helped us overcome a lot of things. And so that's, that's why we enjoy writing music so much is just, we put that out there, especially because we know the people that listen to music are going through some of the same thing through that they can come and talk to us because like, Oh, Hey, they've gone through the same thing. Maybe they have some advice or maybe they just can listen for a second you know that's the that's the whole reason we do music absolutely i mean that's the big thing like you it's so easy sometimes to well not easy but i mean it's so hard to like have that connection sometimes and like music is like a really great unifier to be like hey like it may seem like small but it's something that like it's a it's common ground to like share like like something that might be like negative emotions or like wanting to better yourself and things like that. Like, I mean, it's just something that's so common. So having music that can like relate to that, open to that and wanting to connect with fans is like amazing. Right. Yeah. And that's what we always tell people. We just, Music is this universal language and like people go out of their way if they speak a different language to learn the words in like the original language and stuff. And there's not a lot of things that people do that for outside of music and it is such a universal thing that it breaks down walls and it makes it a safe place for people to come and talk to about their issues and the things that they're struggling with and that has always been the goal of gfm it is a safe space so if you don't believe the same things we do that's completely fine and it's still a safe environment for you to come talk to us and to like overcome and live life together absolutely um so 
I want to ask, since we're talking a lot about recording music and writing, I mean, as it currently stands, I know we talked a little about being busy with, like, getting ready things ready for the show. I mean, how often are you writing while, like, on tour, or are you thinking about, like, new material as you're going through this? So, when we're on the road, um, like you said, we like to collect ideas, and especially when you're on tour with new bands, you hear new sounds, you hear new things that you're like, oh, hey, that would be cool to, like, incorporate in our music. But we actually did announce that we have music coming out very soon. Yeah. So we kind of, uh, we already have some stuff ready to come out. So we're not necessarily writing on the road, but we definitely like to take these experiences and like write lyrics and keep ideas and either use voice memo or just like recordings of uh, melodies or guitar riffs and bring them home and write them. But we're really excited because our new music that we're about to put out is another era of DFM and everyone was just like, oh, this new music come out is better than ever, but we truly are so proud of this music and we feel like it is just another matured version of us and we're excited to play it live as well because just, all the songs are so fun and so energetic and we love incorporating that into our shows because we have such an energetic show and a hype show and we want to be able to put like, a visual to that. So yeah. to have music to back that up is going to be so exciting to play and we're hoping to play one of our new songs on the road while we're here out with Fozzie. Yeah but like she was saying since we have music we usually try to take a little bit of a break from writing just so we don't get burnt out from it because we are like super afraid of like overwriting things and then you don't want to like write anymore and it's like oh we'll ruin this process for us. So we usually try to take a little bit of space just to like free our minds and focus on like upcoming music um, but if there's any ideas that we have like we like are like instantly writing them down so we don't forget it oh yeah and like i definitely love what you said have to say about the just live and visual element of it too because i've seen i mean obviously i've i haven't been able to see um you guys live but i mean you guys are coming to brooklyn so i'm hoping to on this tour actually but um oh, yeah. no yeah i would love to but i've seen just like live performances and everything i've seen from it it's just so energetic and just like so upbeat and it just seems like it's just a absolute ton of fun i mean i just love the pink smoke that i saw on the bones video i was just like wow what and like the the weird so this is a weird kind of tangent question i was like wait is that like safe to do indoors <laughs> we only do the the pink smoke outside because we they're like um like what are they like like smoke grenades yeah they're like thing? smoke bombs smoke grenades so it would definitely set off a fire alarm if it's inside. <laughs> they're like those, they're giant versions of those things you can get like the 4th of July or like New Year's are like the little smoke bomb thing. So they're like giant versions of them. So they definitely smell like, like the, sulf, not, what is like the, the gunpowder yeah, stuff? Like gun they powder. definitely, it's like a super strong smell. So even outside, like we're running away from blue. Like <laughs> they so avoid through. Yeah, like how can you set these things off and say, okay, we got to start a set now. Like, how like when you first did it and until like now was there like a transition to being like okay we know we can do this and not like get overwhelmed by like the smell or the smoke oh yeah definitely we had to learn like we have to wait till like lou waits till the very last minute to pull them so she's not sitting there just like being overwhelmed with the smell and we used to pull them like way too late and so then they would just like completely cover her up on like the stage and stuff and yeah. she'd be like choking on stage she's like i can't breathe 
So there definitely was like a learning curve of what timing to do. And, you know, me and CJ stand back a little bit. So when they pull like the smoke bombs at first, they have time to just like air out a bit and we're not in the line of fire and stuff. So we've learned definitely where to stand and how like fast to do it and everything. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I got an answer because I was like, I can't ask them that during the interview. And then I immediately am like, okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that we do live is a lot of like trial and error until we can figure out the best way to do it. Okay. So, I mean, then my next question then comes into like conceptualizing like new things, like maybe like new like cheer outfits or just like stuff like that like like what's the process of like thinking okay hey what might be a cool thing to add to the set if it might be something influenced by music or like something that's like okay hey this seems like a really cool thing you can try out uh we get a lot of inspiration from other artists or other like influence pages on instagram and other social media pages like tiktok and stuff and you know, if we see somebody doing something really cool, we're like, oh, we should do something like that. And um, like like we were talking about the smoke bombs and stuff, we saw a band called Motion on White. They did it at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, but they were using, I think, black and white ones. We're like, that's so cool. We need to figure out how to make that like our own thing. And so we found pink ones because pink is like our main color. And so we started using the pink ones. And then we saw bands who were on like Fans Warped Tour and they were using like these floaties to crowd surf and so we found like a pink coffin floaty and so at big festivals i'll pull that out and like crowd surf um just in it it keeps us safe because we do wear skirts and stuff um yeah. like there's shorts underneath it but like you don't know if there's like any like creeps in the concerts and stuff so yeah the fact that i have like a protective floaty is nice and i don't want to die and like somebody drop me so if i i'm dropped there's like a cushion for me to land on <laughs> and everything <laughs> um but like definitely like new colors and stuff. We just try to pick like super bright colors and things that will complement the like colors that we already have on stage. So definitely like a lot of like bright pinks and purples. And we just started using like bright greens and everything. And we try to make things as colorful as possible just so it sets us apart from like the usual, like all black and white. <laughs> That's true. So then my next question is, and this might be a hard one. If budget was not a concern at all what would be the dream gfm like live performance setup oh man um we definitely really love like the special effects so uh fireworks we've oh my word word. fireworks (laughs) Fireworks that spell out gfm when they oh my word we always wanted to incorporate um like the co2 cannons but the ones that people hold that would be really cool. Like, oh, if Maggie's yeah. holding one of those. I think it would be super cool. Um, Room the Horizon had those, like, giant LED screen things for oh, a while yeah. where it was, like, different parts of a stage. So, like, they just kept getting higher and higher. And so, like, they were standing on top of different types of screens. But then they incorporated the whole, like, stage to look a certain way. And, like, there were different graphics for each song. And I think that would be super cool to eventually do one day pretty nice i mean yeah like bring me horizon oh i i don't know how they're this good i i spent way too long just being like, oh yeah whatever and i think it was i forgot what album it was but there's one album where like it finally clicked for me and i have just been like a massive like fan even though people have been like oh yeah give them a shot i just was like too stubborn to before 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think because we didn't realize who they were until we went to Welcome to Rockville in 2014. And they're actually one of the big reasons we started playing heavier music because we saw them. We're like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Like the crowd interaction was so cool. We need to do music like this. And so we started dabbling in the heavier stuff. So they were a really big inspiration on that like musical side of things. Okay. So then, I mean, beforehand then, what was like, what would the sound be if you, if Bring the Horizon was the reason you shifted over, what, what were you playing originally that you were like, okay, like I like this, but I want to follow down this path now too. So we definitely started out more in like the hard rock kind of era of like music. And we were following bands like Skillet and We As Human and like stuff that sounded like that. So it was still kind of heavy, but it wasn't, there was like a ton of screaming in it. Yeah. Um, and it was more just like rock music. And so we, when we went to that festival, we're like, oh my goodness, let's go even heavier. For sure. I mean, like, I don't know, it would be so cool to imagine what like a collaboration would be with Bring Me the Rise and you guys. Like, what would you like? Like, granted, like, what would you think that would sound like in terms of just, like, I don't even know subject matter, but, like, how, what, would you, what would you, how would you feel if there's ever a possibility to do a Bring Me the Rise collaboration, like, ever down the road? I definitely love to, like, pick his brain because he, for a while, was the, like, the, um, the leader of, I would say, like, metalcore or metal, or he kind of, like, morphed into almost like a new genre where everyone followed his guitar riffs, um, his singing style, the the lyric wise, and are even like visuals too. Yeah, like even now, he, like Oliver Sykes is specifically like like he's taking over TikTok and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're, like able to promote it. Like they're taking over Instagram now, and it, it, it's this such a big name. Um, so that's definitely like one of the like main bands that we would love to collaborate with at some point. Uh, just because they were such a big influence on us growing up, but also just because they are like such an inspirational thing because it's like, oh, well, they play heavy music, but they've broadened their fan base so much where even if you don't like heavy music, you know who Bring the Horizon is. And um, I don't know, it just would be such a cool experience for us. No, for sure. And also like, it's so wild how much they have like introduced like, electronic elements into into their their sound too and just like how much it's like now intertwined that like i feel like i feel like there were bands and there's places where like my my roommate's dog was walking around ignoring it <laughs> the ch- <laughs> i mean but uh there's a lot of bands who i feel like had electronic elements but i feel like bringing the horizon was definitely a band that like that brought it to the forefront and made it just this huge thing that like people in like hardcore just couldn't ignore yeah i definitely think like cedar was saying they were at the forefront of changing a lot of things in like the rock genre and stuff and there are a lot of i think they're some of the main like innovators for the genre Mm. do you like are there any other bands or any other musicians you feel like are in that same realm of just like not like in the genre but also influencing the band um we were definitely very strongly influenced by bands like Butcher Babies and like Fever 333 because of their stage presence and we loved how like in your face they were and they got the crowd like moving but they were also like in control of the crowd and like whatever they said the crowd was like oh yeah let's do it because they're telling us to do it and 
Uh, specifically with Butcher Babies, it was inspirational because it's like two strong women on stage and they're like the front of the band and they're telling everybody to do stuff and the crowd's listening and um it's just something that we've always aspired to be not only just because of having like control of the crowd but how like energetic they are on stage and how into the music they are and you know they are this strong presence they're not like dainty little people like they're strong and like they post videos of them at the gym and like lifting and it's like oh this is like such a cool thing and so it's definitely been like a huge inspiring like thing for all of us not only in like music but also the fitness side of things absolutely so i wanted to shift over a little bit and sorry something was in my throat so i want to shift over and talk a little bit about like creative block um i know you guys mentioned that some you guys take breaks to go through and not to not feel burnt out and make sure you're giving enough room to write and grow especially even though if you have ideas um what do you do in those situations where like you might sit down and try to write something and it's just not there? Um, I think one of the best things that we've done just for us personally that has worked is we don't sit and force stuff. That's kind of like the worst thing we could do. So we kind of gather over like the period of months, just song lyrics and melodies and guitar riffs and all of that so that we have stuff to go off of when it's time to write. And we, we kind of wait till we have quite a collection of pieces where we can spend time and each and every song we work on, we put 110% of our effort into it. It's not just a, oh, like we need to write 20 songs and then pick from them and have the top like 10 as our album. It's, we spend so much time on each song because we want to put all of our effort and all of our thoughts into it so that it, it, it is perfect to us. Yeah. So it's not so much sitting there and being like, okay, we need to write this song now. And all right, what are we going to do? It's a, all right, it's time to write. We have four or five ideas for songs. Let's kind of pick over them. And if we can't figure something out, we invite um, other creators to help us, whether that's with guitars or melodies or like even drums. And so it's a lot of collaborating with people and even with each other, like it is a collaboration of three people within the band. And so instead of forcing that, kind of time for us it's more so just collecting it and coming back to it when we were ready to start writing and yeah that's what's helped us because we have sat there before and been like all right we need to write a song and it just doesn't work for us it'll work for other people for sure but us personally we just we don't like that way of writing yeah and if we're ever stuck when we have like compiled all of our stuff we're trying to make things fit and it seems like the songs are not fitting together or anything we found that food really helps. <laughs> we always have like snacks on hand and um, like specifically when we were writing like Operation Takeover, which was the last EP we uh, released, we, when we were writing with Eric, who was the guy who helped us produce the whole thing, when we like couldn't figure things out, we're like, let's just order food. We'd take a second, we'd order some like Chinese food and we'd eat it at the house and then we're like, okay, we're ready. And we'd go back and write. <laughs> it works. Okay, so then my next question, this might be a little weird, but please follow me through this. You know how there's all those, like, big food chains that have, like, the blank meal? Um, if GFM were to have a meal, where would it be, and what would be in the meal? Oh, this is difficult, because we're, like, really big foodies. <laughs> we love food. Listen, um, same, so... I, I'm all ears. We're gonna ch- we gotta change the name of the podcast. It's not gonna be about music. It's gonna be about food. Like this is a. Stealth. Oh my goodness! The food hour. 
let's see what would what food would we be so it's difficult because we also have dietary restrictions so I kind of follow Lola and Maggie just because it's easier. They're both gluten-free and dairy-free. So I just like to say we're all gluten-free and dairy-free. I definitely try, but I mean, yeah. if I could, I'd just eat a, a giant large pepperoni <laughs> pizza with mac and cheese. So, oh, but <laughs> Which, that, that like, would kill Lula and Maggie. Asian food works so well say, for us. I would say we are um, hibachi, like we would have a hibachi meal, but Ooh. it comes with like chicken and steak and shrimp because we all love and like, we love sushi. so much. Oh, I take oh. it back. We're a sushi roll. We would have a sushi roll. A sushi Ooh. roll. Yeah. Oh, we'd be, be like, like the a core roll. Oh my goodness! It would be the rocket roll. <laughs> oh. It would be that, and it would come. It would be one of the ones that lights on fire when it comes. Oh out. my word! And it it would have to have like tuna, so it's pink, and then avocado, so it's green too. Yes. Or if there's any food chains listening to this idea, they're ready. We have it's right here. The idea is here. It's ready. <laughs> Get in on the ground floor. Oh my goodness! No, that's like now. Now I'm hungry because I didn't eat before I did this interview. <laughs> oh, me too, man. Why'd you do this to us? <laughs> you, I wasn't the one who mentioned food first. This is on you. Oh, this is on you. You're I not putting this on us. Nah, nah, nah. I asked a legitimate question because I was like, let me keep this interesting. Let's try some fresh eyed questions. And listen, now we're both hungry. We're we're all in this together. <laughs> you know, it's better to suffer together than alone. Yeah, listen, <laughs> team teamwork, you know? And I mean, yeah, the second I get off this phone call, am I going to run and order a Domino's pizza even though I can get a really nice pizza? Probably. But oh, <laughs> that's not the point right now. That's not what people are here to listen for. <laughs> um so i wanted to ask then um moving away from food for a little bit probably for the rest of the interview um <laughs> w- like for the future like what are some of the bigger goals when you look at this band what are the bigger goals you have for the future of the band so with gfm our main goal with like music and playing shows and anything is to help people and like I said earlier, we are all Christians. And so our goal is to reach people and to continue to spread our truth and tell people about Jesus. But at the same time, we're, when, we don't want to throw, like force it anybody's throat. And if they, regardless of what they choose, we want to create that safe space and we want to continue to help people and you know let them know that we are listening here and they can tell us anything that they want and we'll try our best to get them the help that they um, that they want or that they need and you know that is the main thing that we do gfm and we've always talked with each other and said that if you know that starts becoming like less of a focus we really need to reevaluate why we're doing gfm because we're not doing it to get famous and we're not doing it to make a ton of money um we're doing it to help people and because we love playing and we love writing and you know that's the main goal of gfm but it, it would be nice to play some really big shows and to continue to go overseas and stuff that would be a really nice thing <laughs> that's fair you can't beat that and yeah definitely like there, there's like we mentioned a little bit earlier but like yes having that message and and sending it out there um, of just support i mean i'm i myself am not religious but like it's something that i mean i've seen how like for some people like i mean like my mom like where it was something where she went through a lot and that was something that like helped her through and gave her support and like gave that help and gave that support to like friends and family so like i 
completely get that and I completely appreciate it. And it is a, an amazing, noble cause to have. Right. And like our, our, we don't like to call people who like to start music. We don't like to call them fans. We like to call them family because it is something that has just become this like big community. And we have like our own discord now and like everybody's talking on there all the time and just hanging out and, you know, people are starting to become friends because of GFM, but then they realize they have more in common. And so we have people like driving to shows together now that were complete strangers before, but now they're talking every day and they're going to shows together and they're doing more than just GFM together. But like GFM was the reason that they were brought together. And it's such a cool thing to see. And, you know, we have a personal relationship with, we we try to have a personal relationship with everybody we meet and all of uh, the people that join team GFM. And there's so many people that have come to show so many times and like have responded on social media so many times or like we do a bunch of live streams. So they're there like all the time that we know them so well. And it, it has become this like road family for us. And that is such a cool thing to see. And, you know, we didn't even know that that was possible, um, like with our music and everything. And so it's just this small thing that has like slowly snowballed and like grown into a, a really big deal, which is really cool. Exactly. And you know you're doing something right when you're starting to see this groundswell, you're seeing these friendships, you're seeing this just community be like form around it. And it's really amazing. It's really nice to see. I, I like looking through and just looking at stuff and like it was so awesome to like be a like just look at and I mean honestly not be a part of because I am a huge fan and I'm excited to see <laughs> what, what else you guys have to do. But um yeah, no, I I love it. So yeah, I completely get like where you're coming from um shifting over a little bit i wanted to ask we were talking about spreading love i wanted to talk about spreading love to other musicians and artists out there who are some bands artists people who are creating that are not as giving getting as much love as you feel like they deserve this is difficult because there's so many people that we feel like they deserve so much more love um and it's difficult people that we think they're like are underrated other people are like oh well no they're overrated so it's difficult but we definitely love a ton of like up-and-coming bands or bands that are like quickly overtaking the scene um especially with bands like spirit box and um we, we love their band so much and especially like courtney i love her she's such an inspiration with like vocals and everything um and they are like quickly becoming like the next like hot thing. And it's super cool to see such a like strong, like, aggressive woman on stage, just absolutely killing it. But then like on social media, like she's the sweetest thing ever. And so that's an, a band that like, I would say personally that I would love to see, like just continually grow and progress and like just take things over. Yeah. Do you have any, like you watch a lot of uh, Twitch streamers you have anybody that you wish would get a little more love? I feel like all the people I watch have a good, have a good amount of followers. <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Pl- plug that Twitch. Yeah, I mean, we have a band Twitch, which is, everything is just the GFM band. So we, when we're home, we play a lot of video games, and on the road, we try and stream all of our shows, which we actually are streaming tonight once we get to our hotel, so we'll probably play some type of video game online. Um, but Lou has her own channel as well, and hers is everything is blue to wissy <laughs> so it's linked i'm pretty sure it's linked on our page and if it's not like we shared it at some point um 
So it's floating around on the internet somewhere. But yeah, she loves to play video games. She does um, like drum cams all the time. For So like we'll have different segments that you can like click on for live shows. Like you can see the front view where you can click on her channel and see like the drum cam. So we try to make it as accessible as possible for people who aren't able to make it to the show. Nice. I mean, yeah, how like accessibility is like another big thing. I mean, with COVID, it was one thing because I feel like you start seeing all of these like performances at home and with things opening up, I feel like it's kind of gone back by the wayside. So, I mean, it's amazing that you that you guys are going in like our live stream your shows. This is something that you see like, I mean, you're doing it right now, but is it something you see like long term for as many shows as possible? Or is it something that you're still like tool? You're trying it out and seeing where it goes. Yeah, we're definitely trying to do it at every show that we can. Um, sometimes internet's a little wonky in the venues, um, depending on like how the venue is set up. But we're trying to stream as many shows as possible, just because we do have a lot of international fans, and so right now they can't make it to the shows that we're playing. So we want to make it to where they can at least watch it online and stuff. So. We're trying to do it for as many shows as we can, and we definitely love giving that opportunity for people who are on social media who might not know who we are, and you know our live might show up on their for you page or their like explore page or whatever, and they're like, oh, what's this? And click on it, and they might find out who we are and like start following us and stuff. So we definitely try to make as many opportunities for people to find GFM as possible. Nice, but also, um, okay, before I forget video games what are you playing right now because i am starting to get back into playing the ps4 and i wanted to get opinions on games to play what do you play right now um right now well see i play pc games a lot now so Uh, i play a lot of like league of legends and apex Um, oh i love apex apex (laughs) is so fun but we also play a lot of the call of duties and left for dead we um, recently got this game uh, called Who's Your Daddy? And what? you're a little baby and you're running around trying to escape your dad. And your dad's supposed to take care of you before your mom gets home. But you're supposed to like be trying to create as much trouble as possible. And it's just a completely like chaotic game. And we, a bunch of our friends got it. So we played on our streams and it's just mass chaos the whole time. <laughs> Okay, I love those, like, I am toast S game where it's just, like, okay, you just need to be horrible. It gets just... Yeah. Or, or like, the goose, that Literally, goose game. Like, get on um, Steam, or I think it's on Xbox now, too. Oh. I can't remember if it's on PlayStation or not, but it's just mass chaos the whole time. <laughs> Listen, I am I'm here for the chaos. I'm ready to be... I, I have been a duck. I've been a piece of bread. I am willing to be a baby again for the internet chaos. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad way to end the interview. <laughs> I'm gonna say good because I have run out of questions, so I'm gonna say that I feel like I'm just, oh, we're gonna make it work. <laughs> yeah, if you want mass chaos, follow GFM. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll cut it off right there. Uh, thank you so much for all of you for making time sit down and talk with me. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. No worries, anytime. Like, uh, but yeah, seriously, I love the music. Uh, the music, it's been amazing. Um, I'm hoping to make it out to the show in New York City soon, so I would love to meet you all and just hang out. It'll be awesome. Yeah, 
yeah, we're really looking forward to that because we've never played New York City before. So that'll be a definite first for us. So hopefully you can make it. Wait, re- wait, you haven't played New York City at all? No, we've visited it before, but we've never played it before. I mean, I feel like I didn't get to a chance to see where where are you playing? What venue? Um, I knew it, and then it got switched last minute, so I don't remember what it got changed to. Mm. No, I'll figure it out. But yeah, no, there's a ton of venues that are like really amazing, and like the energy at New York in New York venues are. I mean, I was upstate for a little bit, but yeah, the venues in New York are awesome. Really oh, Gramercy Theater! Oh, that's amazing! Oh, yeah, you're gonna have a great time. Okay, cool. Gramercy Theater is awesome. Cool. I love that. It just became a race to try to figure that out, but yeah. <laughs> But I'm gonna pass my kid. like load. I have an unholy amount of tabs on this computer, so I'm just surprised it loaded before. Okay, listen, the amount of tabs we have, I completely understand. Our friends get mad at us because of how many tabs we have open at one time. I mean, do you at least bookmark them? Like, cause, like there's like the bookmark thing you can do, not bookmark. I mean, uh, the the pin thing you can do on um like Chrome. Sometimes I do that, and sometimes I just, when it's loaded up so much, I just open another Chrome tab. <laughs> okay, no, I can't, at least, like, I'm really, like, I'm, like, really specific, so, like, there's one that's, like, for all the podcast stuff. I use my right. work computer, which is bad, so, I mean, I have one from, like, all the work stuff I have to do, and then one that's purely there for just, like, okay, I need to do, like, random stupid searches. There's one for oh that. My- and this it it's worked for about a year. Yeah. See if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's true, but I mean a million tabs though? Like like I don't know about having like I get too anxious and start like aggressively closing tabs if there, there's like too many. Yeah, that's true. If there's too many, I'm like, okay, what do I need to clear out? And I just like X out of them and I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can't see words, that's typically the line. Oh my word. <laughs> But I don't want to hold you up too too much longer. Thank you so much again. Um, have a great show tonight, and I hope I'll hopefully I'll see you in New York City. All right, thank you. Okay, bye.